Standby. Hello, this is Penn Jillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the Liberal Cube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the lackadaisical Liberal Cubicalist, is who I am. Let's start the show. No, wait, some things to say, almost forgot. Things such as, like I say at the top of every show, but somehow after 320 some odd episodes, almost forgot to do it. That's pretty dumb. Forgot to say that there will be spoilers, and this is a warning of them. Hence the term spoiler warning. Mm. Another thing to say at the top of every show is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No, that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps, ah, that hurt a little bit. Perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes, as that is good for podcast, and this is one, so it would be good for us. Yay. Okay, going to push a button, and that will start us into the Liberal Cube podcasting start-to-ness. Today's movie monologue sponsor is the Kirkman Monthly Period Storm Shelter for men to hold up in while their wives are having their monthlies. That is offensive, and you know what? They're not going to be a sponsor next week. So, there. Uh, Three movies, and only three, so little light in the movie load, which means that perhaps for one of the very, very first times in a long time, first time in a long time, uh, I'll be able to get through all three movies. Hey, fingers crossed. Uh, movie the first, Leon, colon, The Professional. Usually I think just called The Professional, but the full accurate title is Leon, colon. You don't have to say the word colon, there just is a colon. The Professional. Uh, this movie came out in 1994, and I had seen it, although basically did not remember it at all for the most part so uh because it is sort of critically acclaimed and um very popular among people i thought hey why don't i rewatch it as i like to do from time to time from time to time you you recall seeing a movie uh you know it's a good movie you know people love it but you don't remember anything about it so you gotta dust it off and plop it in to your brain you thought I was going to say to the VHS player? No. Then you're old. If you thought I was going to say DVD player, slightly less old. Uh, but I meant brain, which means you're weird. I am says Matilda, a 12-year-old girl, is reluctantly taken in by Leon, a professional assassin, after her family is moited. 
Leon and Matilda form an unusual relationship as she becomes his protege and learns the assassin's trade. Uh, reading that, this to me sounds like a movie that I would really enjoy. And on that note, I did really enjoy. Probably rating wise, I don't think I'm gonna go five out of five, but I'm gonna get a bit a very very solid four out of five because. Uh, much enjoyment of the interaction between these two unlikely characters. Uh, Leon played by Jean Renault, and uh, Matilda played by a very, very young Natalie Portman, who, uh, you know you know what this kind of reminds me of, just as far as Natalie Portman goes? A young actress who you could sort of tell from a, a role at a young age that she's going to be around for a while, and she's sort of proven that uh, true. So, good on her, I suppose. Uh, moving on, why don't I, to movie the second, which is a Netflix comedy special from Jen Kirkman called, Jen Kirkman, colon, oh, we got another colon on this one. I'm going to die alone, and in brackets, she says, and I feel fine. Why don't I just read that without actually reading the punctuation within the title? Jen Kirkman, I'm going to die alone, and I feel fine. Okay? Is that, is that better? For some reason, it feels wrong doing it that way. But uh, she deserves it to have it be read correctly, for Christ's sake. Uh, Jen Kirkman, incredibly funny woman who I kept seeing and do keep seeing in my sort of comedy travels, my comedy travels, of course, being my eternal search for shits and giggles. Uh, I see her a lot, and she consistently has made me laugh on things I've seen her on. Uh, this included, uh, don't like to say negative things on the podcast, despite being a reviewer of things, but uh, it wasn't a laugh a minute for me. I think some of her material is not aimed at perhaps my demographic that being said to not having a, a stand-up special aimed at uh white 35 year old males <laughs> she she did make me laugh on more than one occasion it's just uh, i've seen stand-up that has made me laugh more so uh if you are someone who perhaps uh would find her material more funny uh, you would find it more funny. That doesn't make sense. I should probably just move on because I'm going to goddamn well finish these three movies in the five minutes allotted this time if I have to kill someone. And I'm willing to do so. Movie the third. Oh, did I give a rating? Yeah, I did. Three, right? Uh, okay, so moving on to uh, Take Shelter. Hmm, this was available on Netflix as well. Uh, this is a movie we watched with a, with the missus. I mean, I watched with the missus. It's kind of strange that Netflix, and we couldn't quite figure it out, it has a horror section, and it also has a scary movie section. This, uh, this particular movie f fell into the scary movie section for some reason that we couldn't determine. Ah, uh, fuck! <laughs> I should have known I couldn't do it. There's something, I just can't do it. Whatever. Uh... Yeah, so I, I don't know why it's scary per se. There's there's some tension, definitely. Uh, I don't know if there's scares exactly. Let me read you the imbede. Plagued by a series of apocalyptic visions, a young husband and father questions whether to shelter his family from a coming storm or from himself. Dun-dun-dun! You might say at the end of that sentence. 
Uh, this movie stars, oh, what's his name? Two first name guy. Uh, Michael Shannon. That's two first names. Who, again, we've got a, again, I don't know what I'm saying again. Uh, again, we have a movie uh, actor here who's pretty much anything he is in, he is good in, and this is no exception. I think this movie kind of flew under the radar a little bit. I never really uh, heard about it. It reminded me a little bit of a movie, um, Jacob's Ladder, which, again, I haven't, again, I don't know what I'm saying again, again. God. Which I, I don't really remember sort of on the same vein as The Professional, so I should rewatch that. Um, but I did get kind of a, a, a similar vibe to the character Jacob, was that his name? And uh, Michael Shannon's character in this. Uh, a, a guy who sort of, he has the feel of someone sort of slowly losing his mind. And we kind of don't know if he is or not over the course of most of the movie. And uh, I like that, the, the, the not knowing, the, the kind of not knowing what's going to happen next. I've brought this up a million times on movie-related talks, or any related talks. If a movie is doing things where I'm not quite sure what's going to happen next, uh, I enjoy that because it kind of doesn't happen that often. Unfortunately, let's move on by me pushing this button. Oh, rating. Uh, I go four to five, maybe even five out of five. Very much enjoyed it and would recommend it. Television Talk. Today's Television Talk sponsor is Inhuman Brand Subdermal and Sub... Antidomitical implant removal clinic and rehab. Let's try that again because these people deserve a well-read sponsorship for their money. Inhuman brand, subdermal and subanatomical implant removal and clinic and rehab. Oh fuck! I fucked it up again. But we don't have time to get it correct. I'm gonna have to give those sponsors those their money back. I guess for this one. Uh, this television talk in which we're going to talk about television, specifically Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2, Finale. So, so very good. Uh, I don't actually recall too, too much. No, yeah, I do. I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has got to be definitely in like the, the top five, maybe top three, maybe even top spot for doing very, very good season finales where... Jesus Christ. This is probably where some spoilers will come in. Maybe I can avoid it. I don't necessarily have to do spoilers if I am able not to. Uh, the episode is titled SOS. Uh, let me read the imbida. S.H.I.E.L.D. puts everything on the line to survive a war that blurs the lines between friend and foe. Colson and his team will be forced to make shocking sacrifices that will leave their relationship and their world changed forever. That uh, kind of doesn't give anything away and doesn't really say anything specific, but gives you an idea of what happened in this episode. Not at all, but makes it sound exciting. And uh, and it definitely was. Uh, what can I say so as not to give it up? It's basically S.H.I.E.L.D. versus... The Inhumans is kind of how you look at it. The Inhumans, 
uh, I can't go too far into the lore of them because I am not familiar with it. Uh, a group of uh, former humans with quote-unquote super-e powers uh, that S.H.I.E.L.D. ends up having to fight. Um, one part that kind of uh, was cool just from a personal sort of kind of sort of perspective is that uh, uh, Edward James almost played a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, sort of a head-up kind of guy who was negotiating with the Inhumans. And uh, he, if you are unfamiliar, appears in many things, but definitely my favorite is something called nerd cane adventures so why don't i throw myself a little plug there which i believe i just did if you were to google nerd cane adventures those three words you would be able to see a certain edward james almost signing said cane of the nerdy variety uh what this is is uh, i go to various conventions not a lot of them but some of them some of them fan expo uh, here abouts in Toronto primarily and uh, I'll take a cane which I have had autographed by innumerable nerdy folk such as James almost such as uh, the entire uh, cast of Star Trek the Next Generation such as William Shatner such as just more names that I could possibly name well I could name them but it's a lot of names uh, and then I take pictures with that but the other thing I do is to uh, hand this off, this nerdy cane, to people dressed in cosplay and take pictures of them at the same time. So basically what it is, is a shit ton of pictures of this nerdiest of nerdy canes. Um, and that's basically what it is. <laughs> and I do this, again, we have mentioned previously the eternal struggle for shits and or giggles. And this falls into both categories. It's shits and it's giggles. And I love it. And I love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, these final two finale episodes, easily, easily for me to say, five out of five, uh, the whole series as a whole, the whole series as a whole, so far, uh, also five out of five, it, it's, I, I don't know how strong Joss Whedon's hand in is on this show, but you can definitely feel it, uh, at its core, and I think that is where a lot of the love is flowing from, because he takes a unbelievable situation agents of shield inhumans buffy space travel whatever he takes usually of the ridiculous variety of things that are probably not going to happen well, i mean maybe space travel one day anyways he takes ridiculous things and then makes the sort of world that they're set in and the characters that are living in this world believable which is uh, an incredible feat so there Today's book banter uh, sponsor is The Word and the Void Sensory Deprivation Library. Oh, interesting, interesting. Thank you to that sponsor, and I didn't screw that name up even once. Uh, today I have a book titled Running with the Demon. It is by Mr. Terry Brooks, and it is book one in the... What is the name of this series again? Word and Void series. Oh, okay. Uh, series, I think it's a trilogy, if I do recall. And I'm actually on the second book. Uh, 
So, Terry Brooks. I have read Terry Brooks in the past. Uh, Shannara-type stuff, I do believe. And a uh, big fan. And, and I felt it was sort of time to delve back into his created works. So, uh, that is what I've done with this book. And I gotta say, I'm glad that I did. I very much enjoyed it. Uh, my only sort of mark against it is that perhaps, perhaps, uh, aimed at a slightly younger audience than myself. Um, maybe I'm just saying that because the protagonist is a young girl, uh, and maybe that's wrong of me to just presume that because the protagonist is a young girl that it's aimed at a younger audience, but that is the kind of feel I get. Uh, wrong or not, the feeling is there, I guess you would say. Uh, the young girl is named Nest Freemark, and uh, she is magical. Hmm, interesting. It takes place in this actual real world, which was something, having read Shannara stuff before, I wasn't quite expecting. Uh, so she's living in this actual real world with her grandparents as her uh, mother passed when she was a child and she never knew her father. Uh, across the street from their house is a park, and that's where sort of most of hell the story and definitely most of the magic happens. <laughs> Pun intended. Pun intended. Oh, that reminds me. This is totally unrelated to anything we're talking about. Uh, just randomly, when you're talking to someone for no reason whatsoever just say pun intended it doesn't have to make sense you don't have to have said a pun just say that and it will confuse the hell out of them they'll try to figure out what the pun is and uh, that's that's funny it's a it's a funny thing so i say it anyways back to nest freemark uh so she uh, was basically going across to this park every day and trying to uh, as they say in the book keep the balance i guess between good and evil is when you boil it down uh, she has to aid her uh, little, what do they call it? Like a wood imp? Yeah, wood imp. Imp? Imp? Anyways, this little guy made out of like bark and, and moss that uh, only she can see. Uh, speaking of only she can see, most people, her grandfather included, don't believe in magic, can't see some of the things she sees, uh, don't know that there's a war between good and evil and the balance is trying to be kept. Uh, so she's trying to sort of Buffy-like, huh? let's bring this back around to Joss Whedon for no reason, uh, trying to keep her life of the normal intertwined with this magical world and keep them from colliding and destroying one another. So um, it's got that sort of vibe to it that we've seen in books before that is exciting. Uh, I'm not sure if I said my writing yet. I'd probably go... See, I use threes for enjoyed while experiencing. So let's say in this case, reading, TV, watching, what have you. Uh, three for enjoyed while experiencing, but probably wouldn't experience again. And I think I would have to use it for, for this case, just because I can't see myself coming back to this. That being said, definite some four and five moments, a lot of excitement, and uh, definitely 100% no questions asked if you are... Uh, as Nest Freemark is, a 14-year-old girl, and have interest in this sort of world of the magical mystical, which uh, I think if Harry Potter proves anything, people have interest in that. Uh, I would say this is better written than uh, than any Harry Potter, so, which is kind of disappointing, actually. Uh, somehow, some way, that managed to catch on, and they're fine books, 
but uh, this is better, and nobody, I don't think, has ever heard of Running With a Demon. They've heard of Terry Brooks, definitely, but he's sadly not as popular as What's Your Nuts Harry Potter. Social commentary. Today's Game Gavin sponsor is Travel Agency Z. Thank you, sponsor. Okay, uh, today we're going to talk about Dead Island, which I think I mentioned that I had sort of just dipped my toe into last week. Uh, now I'm, I assume, getting near the end of it. This game's a lot longer than I thought it was going to be, and I'm sort of, I've sort of reached the point in the game where I'm... Uh, where I'm uh, ignoring uh, side missions and focusing just on main missions. And I did that, like, all day Sunday, and I thought maybe I'd polish it off. But no, I didn't. i got to be getting near the end. Uh, I'm glad that I'm not, though, for the reason that this game was a pleasant surprise. Uh, I think it was high-ish, medium-high-ish reviews when it came out, and uh, it looked okay. I remember there was big controversy over the commercial for this game versus the actual game itself. Uh, so that maybe, maybe that soured me on it. Uh, I picked this game up though on Steam for like dead cheap, <laughs> dead island, pun intended. <laughs> uh, wait, it actually was that time. So that's not as funny. <laughs> Uh, and uh, I thought maybe I'd play it for a couple hours and, and get some enjoyment out of it, but I've been very pleasantly surprised with how good it is. Uh, on that note, raining, I should throw out before I forget, because I will forget if I don't give it out when I remember to do so, 4 out of 5. Yeah, going to give it a 4 out of 5. Much enjoyment of the zombie-killing variety. Uh, and that's basically what it is. Although different in a lot of ways from any game I have played. What was that other one? Dead. Living Dead. Zombrex. <laughs> I can't quite see the case from, me, from where I'm sitting. Uh, Dead Rising. Dead Rising. Uh, it does definitely share some similarities with that. Uh, you're making your own weapons. Not quite as in detailed or as crazy. Mm, yeah, I'd, I'd probably pick a, a Dead Rising game over this game. Are they in the same, actually, sort of franchise? Maybe a little bit. Uh, I, I, hmm, huh? Hmm. I think what's probably most different about this game from other zombie-related games I've played in the past is it focuses a lot, a lot, a lot more on melee combat. Uh, so you're using, you know, a crowbar as opposed to a gun for the majority of the game. You do have guns, but the, the ammo is by no means plentiful and sort of hard to find and expensive when you do find it. So uh, you got to rely on uh, ammo, you got to rely on your muscles much more than your trigger finger, which uh, I think adds definitely a, a level of spookiness. No, spookiness is uh, tension. Yeah, definitely adds a level of tension because when you're... Uh, walking down the street and you see a group of zombies, if you have a gun, you just sort of pick them off as they run towards you. Uh, when you have a crowbar in your hand and they are running towards you, you know, <laughs> you're not going to be able to do anything until they get near enough for you to take some swings. The other thing is uh, you have a stamina bar, which I, I kind of don't care for too much, just because I always find that uh, I don't have enough stamina. Probably because I didn't put points into that. Oh yeah, I should mention on that, there is a sort of RPG element, which... Uh, 
while not in depth, I appreciate that it's there. That uh, it doesn't have a huge, huge, huge effect on the gameplay per se. Uh, enough of an effect that when you do get to level up, uh, you do feel like you're actually accomplishing something a little bit. Uh, probably things I might have changed is a little more exploration. Uh, a little more being able to find things and explore areas, which I, you can do to some degree, but uh, the sort of reasons to explore areas are, are not as large as, say, in a Skyrim. But you can't expect every game to be Skyrim. Uh, overall, definitely would recommend this game to anyone who's sort of, uh, I don't want to say tired, or sick and tired, I don't want to say either of those words, but I just did, of a sort of traditional shoot 'em up zombie first-person shooter type game. Uh, this is sort of a little, it's got a bit of a fresher feel. Uh, that being said, this game came out in 2011, but still, yeah, but still, recommends all around, moving on. Today's Internet Intercourse sponsor is the Internet and Video Game Sandwich. This is a simulated goat and cat cheese, because you can milk anything with nipples, on I Am Bread with a stein of wolfen to drink. Oh my, that's a very complicated sponsor. That is this Internet Intercourse that I have sort of infused with... Um, video games for some reason i don't know why i did that there was a reason i can't remember what it was anyways uh internet intercourse item the first zero punctuation ah, i felt like i hadn't brought this back in our sort of post 300 episode world uh, and i want to get everything that i sort of experience on a weekly basis in just to, because the the pre-episode 300 episodes were so different than these post-episode 300 episodes. So uh, I want to get all the good stuff into both of them. So if you joined us uh, after our sort of change, uh, you can hear about things. Like Zero Punctuation, which is a guy named... I didn't write it down. Damn it. That is the name curse rearing its ugly head. Again? Oh, fuck. What's with all the agains? If you are unfamiliar with the name curse... Well, no, that kind of makes sense that I said again, because I have said this on several occasions. The name Curse was brought about when I ran over a gypsy man uh, while receiving a blowjob while driving. Uh, her husband cursed me with the inability to remember names, hence the name Curse. Uh, zero punctuation because the guy talks very quickly. He talks of video games. He seemingly hates all video games. Uh, a lot of it has to be just for comedic and the, the value of having someone complain about things and listening to that and getting some joy out of it. Uh, a lot of it has to be that. Because if this guy hates video games as much as it comes across in his videos, uh, there's no reason for him. He, he should find another hobby. Uh, that being said, he's got millions and millions and millions of viewers, so maybe it's more work than it's a hobby. But, but still. Yeah, but still. Uh... All that being said, uh, his talks of the most two recent I watched, uh, which were of Broken Age 
and uh, Wolfenstein, The Order, were uh, both hilarious and short because he talks so quickly. So uh, I would definitely recommend checking them out. You know what you could do? This is kind of a good internet advice in general. Uh, you come across something like this, zero punctuation. You're not quite sure what it is. You see there's a shit ton of videos. Do you start with the first one? Do you start with the last one? No, this is what you do. You find one about something that uh, is an interest to you. So if there's one, first of all, it has to be a video game. Second of all, you find a video game that you very much enjoyed, and then you pick that video of his. If you like that, move on to other ones. That's sort of my advice for the picking and choosing of new things to experience on the internet. Ooh, how about that? Uh, speaking of funny video game related things, mm, normal difficulty, which again, I'm not sure if I ever have brought back yet and uh, felt that I had to, especially because he seems to be uh, getting back into the swing of things. He sort of periodically comes and goes. Uh, I recommend just following his YouTube channel in that way. When he's not there, you won't know he's not there. When he is there, you'll see a bunch of his videos pop up from time to time. Uh, I know they they say that if you are one who does that, your your viewers, your subscribers, your what have you, will sort of disappear over time. And uh, I do uh, I have heard that sort of consistency is key when. Uh, throwing things out on the internet so it makes me feel bad that he does that <laughs> because i assume he loses people when he you know fucks off for however long he does uh but all that said i would recommend sticking with him because he's still funny uh still puts out amazing things uh specifically in this case he's playing a game called reign of kings in which uh, he is... This this game, it makes me want to play it on some levels, but it also looks like it's a pretty boring, shitty game. Uh, he has a group of followers who have are playing this game, trying to get him into the role of the king of this sort of uh, realm in this, what I assume is a sort of online, uh, massively multiplayer online game of some sort which never really tickled my fancy. But this one looks fun, just for the reason that I think it would be fun to play with him and his band of merry men? Hmm. Okay, uh, ran out of time, but I don't care. We're going to move on uh, to Reality Check with Lucy James. Ah. How is The Witcher 3 so big? Okay, so uh, I don't even so much to want to talk about this video per se, uh, with regards to The Witcher and 3 and how it could be so big. Just for that part, I want to say, man, I want to get this game. Uh, I have a problem. Hmm. Excuse me. I have a theory that when I get this game, it's going to be taking up a lot of my time. And we'll probably do several over the course of a very long time uh, Witcher 3 related uh, game gabbin segments would be my guess. So just keep that in mind. Uh, what I wanted to talk about more was uh, Lucy James, who has sort of, because a lot of people have left uh, the website slash YouTube channel GameSpot, uh, she's sort of had to jump in and fill some roles. And uh, I just want to say, doing an amazing job. So, you know, throwing that out there because why not? It's nice to say nice things to people. You don't always have to go on the internet and say mean things. Say nice things sometimes. For example, our final item, up for bids, no, uh, is the Indoor Kids Podcast. Yes. Uh, recently re-added this to my podcast listening repertoire. Uh, 
because, well, I was able to. So uh, I just wanted to say, similar to Zero Punctuations, they put out a shit ton of episodes. So what you do is look at them, find one with a guest that you like, because they have guests, and talk about video games, and then uh, start with that episode. And then if you like that, you subscribe, and then you listen to other episodes. And uh, I hope you do, because it's super, super funny. Uh, super, super funny, and also talks a lot about video games. So combining two of my loves, funniness and video games, is a good thing. Uh, the other thing I always like to say when I mention uh, the Indoor Kids podcast is that it is hosted by Kumail Nanjiani, who, uh, I like to say, we have a lot in common. Uh, for example, we both have podcasts. We both have podcasts in which we speak of video games. We both are married to women named Emily. We both are from Pakistan. One of those things is not true, and I will leave it to you to decide which. Folks, that's it for now. I will say, as I like to do from time to time, that it is nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. But. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email. Jordan.Maywood at gmail.com I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper